Hi everyone, it's Megan and Maggie and welcome to today's episode of Shows Shows Over Bros. Bros. Every episode we sit down to dive into, dissect, and debate absolutely everything we love about our favorite television shows starting with our all-time favorite and most formative genre, early 2000s teen dramas. Okay, I am so excited for this episode. (laughs) I've been excited to record this episode all day. We have a super, super fun one today. I'm pretty excited as well. Yeah, I've been like prepping for this was a blast. Mm -hmm. I love it. We have trivia night for you guys. We have put together a surprise list of trivia questions that we are going to ask each other. I don't Mm -hmm. know what she's going to ask me. Yes, we did not share our questions with each other in advance. And the hope is that you play along and see how many of these fun facts you actually know. Mm -hmm. It'll be great to test your knowledge, see which shows you're a super fan of, and if you know any of these behind the scenes and, you know, normal facts from how well you know the shows. I'm so excited. Yes. But first... I thought it would be fun. We got a couple comments on social media um, asking us to talk a little bit about our thoughts on the recent uh, Call Her Daddy interview with Misha Barton. So I wanted to just, yeah, maybe like we can start the episode by talking a little bit about what you thought about that episode. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess I'll I'll say a couple things. So first of all, I have not listened previously to Call Her Daddy. Um, obviously I know about the podcast. Um, so, but I, I listened for the Misha Martin episode and then I also listened to the Rachel Bilson one from 2022, which she reposted this yeah, week. I still haven't listened um, to that one yet, but I really want to because of that. Um, and I also honestly didn't know too much about Misha Barton. I mean, you had told me some, I mean, I knew like I was quite young, when the OC yeah. originally aired, um, like I started becoming aware of like Winter Hill and the OC kind of in their fourth season. Um, but when things were like really in their heyday, um, uh, especially in regards to those actors, like popularity and fame, like I was still quite young and not really like aware of everything. Yeah, we were, like, um, eight. yeah that was going on. Um, it had been interesting to hear like, the on the drama queens podcast like one thing they've mentioned several times is that by nature of their show filming in north carolina one tree hill filming in north carolina they were really like sheltered for a large part from the really intense media scrutiny that um teen actors in la yeah in particular the actors in the oc the cast from the vampire Um, diaries said the same thing yeah nature filming in georgia yeah they felt really separated from the kind of craziness of their fame i also thought i mean we can go discuss more of the overall interview but I thought also an interesting thing that was mentioned uh, Misha Barton mentioned is that like that was still pre-social media and as much as like social media um, you know like I'm sure many of us like can view it as intrusive she actually talked about how social media has probably helped in a lot of ways lessen yeah. some of the really intense um paparazzi paparazzi culture of the early 2000s culture, right was so violent because um now like actors and actresses kind of have control like there's still a demand from um fans to like you know have insight onto actors and actresses in their lives but now with like social media it's kind of in the hands of actors and actresses and their teams um to like let fans in as much as they want to and it scratches the itch for fans to like get to know them um without and so now you don't have like this huge demand for, you know, 
tabloid press info and photographs because um, you know the news cycle also depends so much on what people post on social media right. so like if you know any celebrity was going to post a picture on instagram there's going to be some tabloid that picks it up and right. runs the story based off of the post but it's better than like you know paparazzi like lying in wait for them the to like come out of their homes or their the clubs or on the street phones yeah and like paying like, them to tip off especially like people that were unhoused like mm-hmm crazy i mean obviously paparazzi culture is still bad but there's more of a conversation about its effects on psychological well-being of its stars privacy invasion like it's more of a conversation and the social media thing has helped but back in the early 2000s i mean this was the same era of obviously britney spears and we and paris hilton and we know the conversations that they've started about all of this but i mean i don't know i mean i feel like if um you know i even though we are, like, more aware. I mean, people were aware back then that it was, like, shady and not right. Oh, true. But I think, I mean, it is... Yeah, it's maybe, like, definitely a cop-out to say they weren't aware. Yeah. But it was now definitely... Now we're just getting our fix in other ways. Though. It was yeah. definitely, like, its own beast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there is a lot of conversations. I, I'm, you know, I just said Britney Spears. But, like, the way that, you know, we've re-examined mm-hmm. her stardom... And her relationship to the paparazzi um, in recent years, Mm -hmm. I think, has allowed us to kind of, like, reflect back on this era. And so it was interesting to do so with Misha Barton. What do you feel? So obviously the big bombshell that people, I think, are curious about is the fact that she confirmed that she dated Mm -hmm. co-star Ben McKenzie, Ryan Atwood. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was very much sketched out by that. I mean, just, like... Again, she was 17. seventeen. Her mom was literally had to be on set with her. When she filmed the pilot. Yeah, it's crazy. For like the first season, her mom had to be on set with her because she wasn't an adult yet. And even like, I mean, it's so funny. I mean, we've like rewatched the, um, you know, first season of One Tree Hill, and the the youngest actor, main actor on that show was James Lafferty, who was eighteen at the time. And he's like, looks like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like so obvious. And she was like even younger and. And, she, and a woman. And a woman. And, and a woman. Right. Like the the dangers of being a young woman. I think it's just a different ball game to be a 17 year old mm-hmm. girl versus an 18 year old man in that kind of industry. Not only like with filming in LA versus right. North Carolina and all of this. But yeah, it was, it was like she had to go through all those, you know. A lot of life stages and and she was saying about like all of her firsts like happening on that show simultaneously and I had a lot of I had a lot of empathy for her story because I to my own extent like know what it's like to be Mm. younger than everyone else yeah and feeling like like I have to to catch up to be on their level. Not to the same extent by any means. Sure, yeah, not in the public eye. Not not in the public eye, not in the, we're like, you know, three, four years older than her. But, you know, my, my, I was in school with people two years older than me most of my life. And I just felt like also to me being private, me being like less, more like concerned about how I was fitting in socially, especially Mm -hmm. when it came to things like sex and relationships and feeling like, I needed to like didn't not knowing how to like the speed at which I was supposed to go because right. all of my friends were in a different stage of life and I didn't know any better because I was with them and I wanted to measure up but I was younger than them so like 
listening to her talk about kind of the tension that she, you know, like that she felt internally, you know, being so much younger than everybody, but like being in this environment where they're really encouraged to all be best friends. Mm -hmm. And then they get kind of punished when they're thrust in these environments where they're told to like be close and then punished Mm -hmm. when like they start dating and then things go sour. It's like, you can't really have it both ways. And that she's now feeling pressure to be like everybody else and to act and experience things the way that her co-stars are experiencing them because that's who she's spending all of her time with and they're all older. I just, I, yeah, I just, I mean, I know from being someone that was younger my whole life. Yeah. I can only imagine what that was like having to do that and then becoming one of the most famous women right in the world at the time. Like that's, it was hard for me being a normal person in high school with that. I can't imagine like that times a billion. Mm -hmm. Like that's crazy. Yeah. And it was really another thing, um, that was interesting. So I, I listened to the Rachel Bilson episode right after, and it's a very different interview, um, in a lot of ways, but I was struck by like the big stark differences in, um, like their, their prior experiences to the show in terms of like growing up. So Rachel Mm. Bilson is like from LA had already been like very exposed to that world. Her mom is a sex therapist. So also had like, um, wow. and like she like talks about like having lost her virginity quite young, but like in a, but it was like not a bad experience. And like, she talked to her mom about it and like, and all this stuff, like just, it's like, she had gone through a lot and had sound like very supportive mom and family, like kind of leading up to, um, her experiences on the show. In fact, it sounded like almost by the time she was filming the show, she was kind of like past some of her like more wild rebellious teen years or whatever. Mm. Um, she like mentions like her and um, Adam Brody who were dating at the time, like were like grandparents and like stayed in all that, like more of the time. But like, so she kind of like already had that, right. She was like an early bloomer. And then I don't even want to say Misha Barton was a late bloomer. Cause she, she really wasn't. wasn't, but like whatever, normal, normal bloomer, but also young being cast. So just like, the wildly different life experiences that they had going onto that show. Um, and just like, yeah, just how difficult that would be. It was also interesting Um, to see, like, it sounds like Rachel Bilson's mom, not to draw too many comparisons, but like was like supportive. mm -hmm. And I mean, obviously Misha Barton touches on the familial strife that she experienced and how, how, you know, it really does seem very isolating having being that young and having everybody kind of only looking to you as like what value you're, I shouldn't say everybody, but many people in her life were looking to her what value she was providing them yeah. like monetarily. And she was just, a, yeah. I mean, 20, Child. not even 20 when the show finished. Like that's yeah. really, really crazy to kind of like wrap your head around. Um, and then there's part of me that's like kind of sad that like, I mean, she didn't really go into detail, but you know, that she was the one that called off the relationship with ben ryan um and that he was very upset about it but one of the reasons it seemed like she implied that she called it off was because she was like kind of in over her head yeah and it was like i'm not ready for all this like and that just makes me really i mean i'm sure he's a great nice guy things happen whatever like it yeah. you know i'm sure we don't know we don't know we don't know everything that went on but just to comment on mm-hmm. what she's expressed like that's so hard to be like absolutely punished emotionally and on set by for making a decision for yourself that like is kind of self-preservation you know Mm -hmm. so I just my heart went out to her experience that she had as a young as a young teen um 
and now I mean it seems like she is so it was really great to just hear more because yeah. you know she's been out of the spotlight for a while right. she hasn't really given interviews so it was like really nice to it was nice learn to hear about her, her. yeah I, like, with her voice being centered and exactly I felt like the interview I mean I feel like a lot of stories about her have been told it was nice to hear her tell her story yeah exactly yeah Anyway, um, also the last thing I'll say about this before we move on to trivia was just that I thought it was really interesting to hear her talk about how, like, back then, being in the limelight, like, they really mirrored some of the arcs off of oh, their yes. personal lives. And because they were so quick. It all, yes. They, and like, had to, they, like, really, that line between character and who they were was super blurred. And that's something that the uh wonder hill girls talk about a lot and gossip uh, girl actors it was like almost the too. same words that misha barton said i've heard um like hillary and sophia said like they've like their lives were like mined for uh content, content which i mean look i get it to an extent um but it does it does feel not great no, it doesn't feel um, great at all. I think it also contributes to... Especially with, like, again, these actors, even the ones that were, you know, already adults technically, like, just being so young, it just feels, yeah. Exploitative. I mean, yeah. But it also is really interesting from a psychological perspective. Like, people in general, society in general, have trouble distinguishing actor versus character mm-hmm. a lot of the times in terms of how they relate to right. the person. And so this doesn't help. And you're kind of like the anomaly. Like you don't really read too much about yeah, the actor's stories. I don't like to. I mean, I, I do find it interesting sometimes. And I think when I was younger, I, I, I did it more, but especially as an adult, I, I like to have that boundary. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I mean, just like, uh, you know, a, re- a respect I, totally. I mean, it's for a couple different reasons. One, it just like, yeah, I just, I, it's they're I not it's, their character uh, they're not their character and I and I don't really want them to be um because also like then they might like you down <laughs> but no yeah, but true. I just like but it's just like a, it's a boundary yeah. that like I've always like I consider myself like a fan like I you know I go down rabbit holes I've watched like fan vids before I've read fan fiction but like but it's always for me like the boundary between uh fan and sorry, character and actor. Like the yeah. people that like make fan vids for like the actors. Yeah. Actresses, I like, mean, great, but right? it's interesting. Yeah. It's a different about that like, is always felt a little, uh, icky to me. Yeah. Um, I'm really into like actor stories in terms of like how they get their roles and like yeah. what their experiences are like. Cause I just think like the creative production part is super, super interesting. And I like hearing about behind the scenes stuff and I like knowing how That's, the career yes. is built and like how they were afforded certain opportunities and all of that is really fascinating to me, but it was, it's interesting. Cause it's like, you know, we, people like blend character traits onto these people right and that for better or for worse and can't really necessarily it's like hard to distinguish like mm-hmm. if you were going to approach one of the star of one of these shows in the wild you don't know them as a person but you do know their character so you feel in some ways that like you know them but that can be so different from who they are in real right. life because they're playing a role so it feels like extra strange to me to like have creators be like let's actually blend this. And then it makes me feel like their identity is as a person is getting even more stripped away because they, that's their job is to portray this role. And I mean, of course you go into it knowing what's going to happen, but like you, 
your job is to play a character or a series of characters. And, you know, no one wants to then all of a sudden have their identity told for them. Right. And then if they're, if plot points are being written by their own life, but then their characters are carrying it out in a specific way. How do you feel like, how must that make them feel about their own Mm -hmm. existence and who they are? And I think it's very different. Yeah. And I think that's, it's very different from like an actor bringing part of themselves to their character. Absolutely. Um, which like, like drawing from right, like, their own emotions and their own experiences. Yeah. And that like I know like Sophia Bush has talked about like over time, like throughout her seasons as Brooke, like she brought certain elements to Brooke that ne- not, weren't necessarily there on the page. And I think that's awesome. And, yeah. um, you know, whatever actors and actresses have like the ability to kind of shape the agency to like shape some of their character. I think that's really cool. But when it's the creators or the writers, yeah, doing it for them like yeah blending them in that way I don't I don't love no I don't either anyway great chat great chat about that interview thank you guys for everyone who asked questions about it um it is really interesting to like have the show which you know did air in the early 2000s and has garnered immense fans you know throughout the decades continue to be a huge topic of conversation And honestly, you know, the listeners of this kind of a podcast, Call Her Daddy, really span many, I think, different generations. But like the demographic of people who listen to Call Her Daddy, like maybe did not watch this necessarily, I don't think, when it aired. And so probably discovered it during the pandemic with streaming, everything. So it's cool to watch these shows that we're talking about that did air 20 years ago, which Mm -hmm. is crazy, like still be such a pertinent part of pop culture today. Mm -hmm. Should we jump into trivia? Yes. Okay. So excited. Who wants to go first? Okay. So did you? So we're we have this broken down into two sections. How well do you know the show and behind the scenes trivia? And the behind the scenes is like for mine at least. It's kind of a combination. It's like anything that like is beyond what's just like there on the show on the screen. Exactly. Same with for me. Okay. Um. One, two, three. I'm <laughs> counting my questions. I guess I think I have one extra than you. Yeah. So maybe let's I go, go in first. chunks. How about you do? Give me all of your. How well do you know? And then I'll do all of them. Yeah. Let's do it. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Okay. I really don't know how I'm gonna do on this. So. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm like getting competitive. I'm oh, like no. ready to play my game. Okay. I feel like I'm gonna blank on all of these. We're not gonna keep okay. score. We're not Sorry. gonna keep scores. Okay. What three recipes? Oh God. Is Rufus. <laughs> From Gossip Girl, <laughs> most known for. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. He makes these three recipes, these three food items. Are they pastas? One is his famous, he has three famous recipes. Oh, no. His famous spaghetti and meatball. Close. <laughs> close. Spaghetti bolognese. Oh, close. But he okay. says bolognese, I think. Or oh, bol- terrible. Something. Yeah, Canceled. anyway. Canceled. Okay. Um, His famous chili. <laughs> of course and his famous waffles <laughs> oh i should you know what i should have known the waffles because like, like there are many scenes of them making waffles okay okay next <sighs> lily from veronica mars what day did she die oh, shoot April? i have a good hint yeah give me the, the date is related to another movie associated with veronica mars kind of or associated with Lily, I should say. Uh, is it Mean Girls? Is it? 
um oh my October 5th 6th 3rd I know October 3rd that's crazy okay, October so 3rd he asked me what day it was so and I'm trying to remember the timeline was that their sophomore year I think so and then like it picks up a full year yeah like, Season one is like a full year after. after. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Wow, did they do that purposefully? I don't think so. I think it's a pure coincidence. That's crazy. I love it. Okay. Um, Oh, I'm realizing I have a ton of Veronica Mars ones, so I'm going to kind of skip around. Okay. What? Who says the line, there is only one Tree Hill, and who do they say it to? Um, Karen Rowe to her son, Lucas Scott, and I believe it's in the season one finale. Oh my gosh. Am I right? Yeah. I think it's, I actually don't remember the episode, but I'm pretty sure you're yeah. right. Wow. It's like a little corny in a line. Like they were definitely trying to just like fit it in. There's only um, one. Do you remember the context of it? Yeah. It's like when they're, um, cause I think he's like considering leaving, right? He's like going to move to Charleston somewhere with Keith. Cause he like fucked up everything in season one. Yes. And he wants Correct. to leave. And then I think yep. she's like talking to him and yep. I forget the exact gist of the convo, but. I think she was, yeah. Cool. Um, these two characters had to be dressed in cool tones for Ooh. one and earth tones in the other because the network thought the actors looked too similar. Who were they? Is it Montreal? Nope. No. Looked similar. Okay, I'm going through our... They're male. I'll, I'll, help, with the, oh. I'll help with the trend here. Just in case it's a hint. Oh, no. Uh, is it in Gossip Girl? Nope. Oh, no. Do you fold? I fold. Duncan and Logan. They don't look similar. I agree. But the network was afraid Who's they looked too similar. Which? Logan is always cool. in earth, co- yeah, earth okay. colors. He always wears yeah, like orange, oranges, burnt orange, brown, yeah. green. And Duncan is always wearing gray and blue. Blue. Okay. Yeah. Wow. No, I did not know that. Fun little, fun little, I mean, fun fact there. I guess they're both white, but you know. (laughs) Yeah. And like kind of dirty blonde, but one is also like, I don't know, normal height. And one is a giant. (laughs) It's so tall. Sometimes it alarms me. I know. Um, okay. Who said the line love can be for a boy or a girl or a place or a way of life, or even for a family where you find it is up to you. Is it Brooke? Yes. Oh, correct answer. Good job. Okay. Lily Vanderwoodson had two ex-husbands with almost identical names. Oh, no. What were they? I have a great hint if you need a hint. Billy Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is William, right? Wait. No, the character names, not the actor. No, but I thought it was. It's not William. Well, hint. One is the name of one of your favorite TV characters. Um, From a different show. Logan? No. No. Wait, wait. So two okay. ex-husbands. Are two these ex-husbands. only two ex-husbands? No. She has like four or something. Right. That would have been a good trivia question. Yeah. How many ex-husbands, ex-husbands does Lily Vanderwoods actually have? Is it the Vanderwoods in one or no? No, it's not one of the Vanderwoodsons. Oh. They were both brief. And Nathan? one of them's <laughs> name is a character from Vampire Diaries. Oh, Klaus? Yes. Klaus with a K and Klaus with a C. (laughs) Klaus with a C, that's horrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Okay, do we know their last names? Uh, One was German 
<laughs> and one was like I don't know it's bad. Swedish oh my god okay. anyway it was like uh, there was a running joke they like couldn't they, I like, feel like yours are way stuff. harder than mine anyway, okay it's fine these are fun ones though okay this is a good one in season two the episode donut run season two of Veronica Mars okay in the episode donut run Veronica receives a fortune cookie with the lucky numbers four eight 15, 16, 23, 42. This is not a coincidence. This was a subtle shout out to another show. What is it? Is it Buffy? No. No. These six numbers play like a massive part in a, a television hit. Like they're like a recurring theme. Twin Peaks. No. Later. Sorry, I'm just thinking not of Not like, teen. Not teen. Not teen. X Files. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Lost. Oh, that's a you question. I never watched Lost. It's okay. Those numbers are um, kind of like a random. They like yeah. have to do anyway. They have that's a lot bad. of things to do with the show. Anyway, but I it's remember kind of the a fun. He like is a little not out. Like he did it as a little I shout like out it. to the team. I like it. Um. Okay. Two more. They're both actually Vampire Diaries related. Okay. What is the first line of the Vampire Diaries? Oh, I saw this when I was making my trivia. Ah. Um, something about being really old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I am. Is it like, does he say his age? Yeah. It's seven. I am yes. 117 years old. No. <laughs> I am 140 years. I don't know. For over a, for over a century, century, I have lived in secret. Okay. <laughs> As a bonus, what is Damon's first line of the show? Hello, brother. You got it. Okay. <laughs> Last but not least, how many times total did Jeremy die? <laughs> <laughs> bonus, if you can remember all of them. No, I can't remember all of them. Eight. <laughs> three. Out of the ring, he could die a lot. This is like real deaths or without the ring deaths? Oh, yeah. No, like total deaths. Total deaths. What is the number? Five. Okay. <laughs> Jeremy died five. I didn't even realize that. I was like, Jeremy died five times. Okay. Oh. Number one was when Damon snaps his neck after being rejected by both Elena and Catherine, I think, in the early <laughs> season two. Uh, number two is when he gets shot by Sheriff Forbes, mm. but because it's not supernatural, he's like dead, dead. So, but Bonnie is able remember, to plead for that. his life back. Then, then he can siege ghosts. Right. Um, Jer- then the third one is where, um, Jeremy voluntarily agrees to die so that Bonnie can perform the desiccation spell. So he gets his heart stopped. Number four, mm-hmm. Elena actually kills him. When she has her, when she has her, no, she has like her, um, uh, hunter hallucination oh, yes. uh and she stabs him with a kitchen knife i think she like slits his throat or something but he's wearing like the that. ring but he's wearing the ring and she's a doppelganger so it's supernatural uh and then fifth and final question mark is when he gets his neck snapped by silas and then elena burns the house down but then of course right. he comes back from that too wild i think he dies more than bonnie yeah, yeah. he might anyway. okay 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 My turn. so now mine <laughs> Um, you better get all of these right. I don't anyway, know I'm going to. um, what was Graham's real first and last name on Dawson's Creek? Oh my god, I know the actress's first name, which is Margaret, but it's not that. Um, no, it's not Margaret. I lied. That's the actual mom. I think. Oh, maybe I'm lying about that too. Just spreading Graham's. false uh, truths. Betty. No. Elizabeth. Closer. Eliza? <laughs> no. 
Beth? <laughs> Do you fold? I fold, I fold. I fold. Evelyn Ryan. <laughs> Evelyn. Okay, I kind of remember that. Ryan would have absolutely <laughs> never have gotten that. Yeah, no. yeah, I guess it's maternal grandmother. Um, okay, <clears throat> what were Nathan and Lucas's respective jersey numbers on One Tree Hill? 26 for Nathan. What? 23. 23. 23, <laughs> duh. I'm so sorry. 23, duh. Because she gets the tram stamp. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, Lucas, Lucas. I want to say 13, but I don't feel like Close. that's right. Three? Three. Three. Okay. And then Dan's was 33. So three, 23, 33. Interesting. Yeah. Who's 13 then? I don't know. Maybe Jamie. When he goes, <laughs> yeah. Well, 13's unlucky. Be- yeah. Actually... Is 13 an unlucky jersey number? You know more about sports than me. 13's an unlucky number. (laughs) Not for Taylor Swift, it's not. Fair. fair, fair. (laughs) She's Um, got a lot of luck with that one. Let me look up Jamie's. Oh, no. Jamie's is 12 in the, like, season finale. Maybe because he didn't want 13. Yeah, probably. Okay. um, Staying with Wondery Hill, what was the name of Lucas's book? The The Unkindness of Ravens. Do you know the second one? Oh, my God. It had to do with the car, right? Mm -hmm. Uh... That's good though. Oh my gosh, the book, the book, the car, the comet. Yep. The comet. Yeah, yep. go beat. Um okay. similar but different <laughs> show. What was the name of Rufus's band on Gossip Girl? Oh, Lincoln Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you walk away, run away, take a piece of me with you oh. there. That oh. song was kind of a banger, but there was only one line in it. So. <laughs> um, okay. Switching shows. Again, um, what year, either, you can do either one. What year was Catherine Pierce born <gasps> Okay. or turned? Okay, she was born in 1490. She was turned in 1490. Close. She had her child in 1490. It's like a famous year for other reasons 1492 mm-hmm. Columbus I remember watching the show and being mm-hmm. like ah oh, Columbus <laughs> uh born let's say you know uh, how old she was can you look she, she was 17 right when she had her kid 18 when she was turned 19 when she was turned okay can you do the math for me <laughs> 1473 <laughs> <laughs> okay so she was a little older than Elena then <clears throat> mm-hmm um, which makes sense. It's like kind of hard because it's like yeah. Catherine's <laughs> a weird thing of her as like a 19 year right. old, but she's not. She's 500. So it's OK. Um, OK. My last one is a quote. I'm not going to tell you what show. Guest show. Speaker. Any context that you know. OK. You can tell Jesus that the bitch is back. Uh, this one is Regina Sparks from Gossip Girl. <laughs> Uh, when when or like what was happening she uh they like um she's in the car after she takes down the like the army hammer kind of like poppy con scheme and she has just gotten back from her jesus camp but she like gets ripped into the bruise and anyway yeah that's what happens great 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 223 for anyone who wants to watch um okay so Now, do you want to do behind the scenes? Let's go behind the scenes. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited about these. I wonder if we have any same ones, because I think we definitely read an article. We read a couple of the same articles. (laughs) Hopefully we don't, but we'll see. Okay. This actress was originally cast as Suki and even filmed it Mm. in the unaired pilot. Is it like someone we would know? Yes. Are they on any other of our shows? No. Well, technically, yeah. Ooh. 
Technically, yes. Yeah. I don't even know where to start. I can give you a good hint. Okay. Give me a hint. It's the Palladino darling. Oh, uh, sorry. The only person I can think of is um, Sun Foster. That's Sun Foster. Is it someone from Mrs. Maisel? Yes. Oh, oh, is it, um, oh, what's her name? Alex, Alex Bornstein. Bornstein, yeah. yes. Yep. Oh, fun. She's in it. She's in, like, the pilot. She had a scheduling conflict. Oh, Yes. Okay. Um, okay. One character in Veronica Mars was named after the director of the pilot episode. Who was it? Mm. Is it Piz? Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember seeing the Piznarski. Mark like, Piznarski yeah. was okay. the director. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay. These two actors from different shows were both blonde when they auditioned and had to dye their hair brunette so they'd be set apart set apart from another female character. Who okay, it's Leighton Meester. Yep. Um It's not Summer Roberts. No, no right. It's not um Rachel Wilson. Um What else do we have? Is it uh oh, the Gilmore Girls? No. Oh wait, no, no. Um Tyra, the actress who plays Tyra on Friday Night Lights. No. Oh, I don't know. Who is it? Bethany Joy Lenz. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, I did know that. Oh, darn. Blonde okay. girls. Yes. Yes. I did know that. Okay. Um, this big name actor guest starred in Veronica Mars and was in talks and almost played Vinny Van Lowe. Mm. Who was it? He's now a big name. Wasn't necessarily. Adam Scott? No, he was he was popular then too. But I mean, I think he's like more popular now. On Adam Scott's show caliber, oh, and talent. Mm-hmm. He guest starred later in the season series. Sorry, Paul Rudd. Oh, he did guest star. Oh my gosh, that would have been so fun, right? Ah. Uh. He would have done a great job. Yes. I think Ken Marino is hilarious, yeah, yeah, yeah. but Paul Rudd is like a fantastic. So oh, he would be great. wow. So fun. Speaking of almost casts, uh, you might know this one because I think we might have read the same article. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan was offered uh, a role. <laughs> I asked it in the other way. I asked what famous actress was offered the role of Tyla, Tyra Collette on yes. Friday Night Live. I love it. Okay. So just putting that out there, Lindsay Lohan was offered the role of Tyra in Friday Night Lights, and I'm I really I mean not that I mean I know there were some actors on Friday Night Lights that were somewhat known, but I'm I can't imagine a show with like that big of a star like a Friday Night Lights with that big of a star. I kind of like that I didn't really yeah know any of the actors that played the high schoolers at least. Yeah, yeah. I love I think on the article I also read that like. They really didn't have much lighting. They didn't really use sets. They didn't rehearse. Mm-hmm. So, like, that just... Right. How cool is that? Anyway, it gives that real feel. Right. So, I totally agree with that. Okay, last but not least. Um, two of our favorite TV moms were roommates at one point in real life. Can you guess who they were? Is it... Um, is it Karen? Is it... Like, more I probably know. Um, is it Connie Britton? Yes. <gasps> And is it the actress who plays Lily? Amanda Woodson? No. Nope. Mm. Think a little younger. Mm. They're actually closer in age than you think, but like. Uh, Lauren Graham? Yep. <gasps> so 
fun. Yes. Can you imagine? They live together. That's so funny. Well, they're also, it's interesting because they, um, Lauren Graham's on Parenthood, which is cr- the same creator as yeah. Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there was actually like a random, I didn't watch Parenthood, but I think there was like some sort of like connection with Parenthood and like Landry and Crucifictorious. And I kind of oh need to like God, look that up stop. and see what that was. Oh yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, these are not, uh, trivia but just since we were on friday night lights some of the fun um fun facts that i wrote down just to like wait should i not do don't say it okay wait till the end in case any of them are my trivia (laughs) (laughs) like we didn't mean to steal these from the internet but we obviously read a similar like fact episode yeah (laughs) okay your turn okay so this one is probably gonna be hard for you but i think you can make a good guess maybe it won't be hard for you i don't want to assume your life which, so a lot of our shows, as we've talked about, were like on the CW, which is formerly WB, which two of our shows aired live on both the WB and the CW? What does that mean? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Not premiered. Um, Like ha- like when they were s- still airing. Live. Veronica Mars and Gilmore Girls. Veronica Mars. No, it was UPN to mm-hmm. w- CW. Gilmore Girls was right. Gilmore Girls was right. It switched over at the end. Dawson's. No. It was dead. One Tree Hill? Yeah. First three seasons of One Tree Hill were on, we're on WB. the WB. Mm-hmm. That makes sense because yeah. of the One Tree. Sorry, the Cinderella story trailer that I grew mm-hmm. up seeing mm-hmm. was the, the WB. <laughs> um, I should have known that right off the bat. No, you don't. I feel bad that I didn't. Okay, yeah. Um, which other major teen drama role was Chad Michael Murray offered? Well, he was offered Nathan. Not on one trip. No, no, he wasn't offered. He auditioned for You're, Nathan. Right. He actually I think was offered Nathan, or he's wanted for Nathan, but he wanted to play Lucas. But this is a different show. Different show. Wanted for this show. Apparently offered the role. And didn't play it. So and not Tristan, took- not Charlie. Correct. Okay. Instead, took the and role took of Lucas. Is it one of our shows? Mm-hmm. Is it Ryan Atwood? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Okay. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, he was a teen drama darling, but can yeah. you imagine? Like, oh my god, the lore there is great. Yeah. Mm. What could have been? And an alternate timeline that happened in somewhere in the multiverse. Would he have also dated Misha Barton? I mean, he dated Sophia Bush. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to speculate. Okay, so this one I think was on that article that we both read. What did Kyle Chandler do as volunteer work during his time on Friday Night Lights? volunteer firefighter, and I have never (laughs) been more in love with him. I read that, and I was like, (gasps) oh, man. There's a reason why I love him so much. Um, Okay, staying with Friday Night Lights for a bit. Which two regular cast actors, and you can say either the character or the actor's name. We have a lot of Friday Night Lights ones. I know. Really representing here. Um. Which two also starred in Friday Night Lights, the movie? Okay. Um, it was Connie Britton mm-hmm. and, oh my gosh, whoever plays Buddy Gary. Yes. Good job. Um, His I'm, name is Brad Leland, but okay. he will always be Buddy Gary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and he, he also played a booster, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it was like a similar role. Yeah. And she played the coach's life. Um, both were like pretty small parts in the movie, um, which is exciting to see them 
fleshed out in the yeah. show. If anyone here has watched Friday Night Lights, the show, but not the movie, highly recommend. Very different vibe. Like, definitely um, kind of more serious, a little more sad, but really, really excellent. Um, Tim McGraw's in it, in case, you know. I love me some Tim McGraw. Yeah. He kind of plays a scary character in it, but it's okay. Still, still kind of a scary character in Country Strong too. Yeah, yeah. He kind of has that, Mm -hmm. like a little bit of an edge to him. Right. Anyway, Um, okay. One last uh, Friday Night Lights one. Which famous actress is Jesse Plemons, who plays Landry? Kristen Dunst, married to a good Kristen Dunst (laughs) with two children. Super cute. Um, And apparently, they were both nominated for. Oscars in 2022 together. That's fun. Yeah, I was like, oh, power couple. Power couple. Um, okay. Sticking with like rom- new show, but sticking with like romantic attachments. Which two fellow TVD actors was Candace King Ni Aqua romantically linked to? Unclear what the exact if, wait. How much of a relationship on the same show? On the same show. Friday uh, Vampire Diaries. Okay, well, I don't think Paul Wesley. No. Because he was married to Troy DeVito and then dated mm-hmm. Phoebe Tonkin for a while, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think. Um, I'm going to say Tyler. No. Well, at least not not known. Matt? Mm hmm. Zach, Zach Rorig. And. Oh, please don't say Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> No way. Hopefully it was during the good haircut stage. Oh, God. <laughs> I, what, I hope it's just linked. <laughs> Sorry, Steven. Um, yeah. That wow. one, there was I less mean, details granted, about. Was actually, like, old. Yeah, than, yeah. Than, there was less details about that besides them, like, making out a club at one point, which might have been the extent of their romantic attachment. You know, we're but... there a lot. And also, I think he's, like, older than Nina Debrev. Yeah. So I think, yeah. like, the little brother bit <clears throat> is just kind of ingrained in us. Yeah. Um, okay, and then one last Vampire Diaries. Which actress slash pop star was the producer's first choice for Elena? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it's kind of random. I would not have guessed it. Okay, can you give me like a small <clears throat> hint? I'll give you a hint. So in the book, she's blonde. Uh, she's blonde. And also, apparently, I was telling you this the other night, apparently her characterization, like her and Catherine's characterizations are almost like swapped in the book versus the show. Anyway, the show but, a lot so of, this is very a blonde. Different. I don't only know the book's plot, to be honest, yeah, I mean, but I know there's a lot of mm-hmm. differences. But So this person is blonde most of the time. It's not Hillary Duff, is it? No, that would be so great. Um, <laughs> um, it's pretty random. Okay, yeah, I totally fold. Ashley Simpson. I literally would never in a and, million years have So that's that. one. And then apparently also Ashley Tisdale was offered the role. No that way. Crazy? Ashley Tisdale? Yeah. But she went on to film another CW show, Hellcats, that only lasted like a season. Yeah. It also had the girl from uh, the Alien show in it, Roswell. Oh, did it? Maria. Oh. Yes. Sorry, that's kind of a random fun fact. Yeah. That's um, that's crazy because I remember when like Nina Dobrev oh, auditioned, so they like loved her mm-hmm. because like she had like, like how different. really sweet naivete and she was like obviously mm-hmm. so pretty and just kind of like, you know, there, I think her audition tape is even on online. Yeah. You can go watch it. But um, 
they were like, yep, that's our girl. Like, we found her. Um, that's so funny. I had no right. idea. That's a fun fact. Yeah. Okay. So if you guys have more fun facts, behind the scenes info, we'd love to hear it. Maybe these we'll are, even share it for our next trivia round. These Let's are see. three that I have oh, yes. that are just fun Sorry. facts, not trivia. Um, one is, and you know this, because we've talked about this, but I think this did is you, a fun wait, fact for every Real for quick, other did people. you have the firefighter one in there? Yeah. Okay. Not as, not as a, a trivia question, but, but as, as a, a fun, fun fact. fact. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, I just think it's great that... Talk about, you know, getting a role written for you mm. because you rocked it and like came in, I should came in second. That's not the right way to frame it. But, you know, like audition for a role, you weren't necessarily like custom made for the role, but the director liked you so much that he went and wrote you mm-hmm. in. He, in the case of Veronica Mars, she, in the case of uh, Gilmore Girls, wrote you in a role. I think that's amazing. And so yeah. we have to give shout outs to, I don't know if you guys know these, but Meg from uh, Veronica Mars. Yeah, Alona Tall, I think is her name. Alona Tall uh, was <clears throat> their second choice to play Veronica. Um, and they liked her a lot. And so they they wrote the right me- the role of Meg for her. Same with Paris, Liza yeah. Wheel. She auditioned for Rory. Obviously, Lexis Fidel is a perfect fit for Rory, mm-hmm. but they liked her so much that they created Paris for her. Um, and then another fun fact is um, Olivia Wilde was oh, up, yeah. the runner, the runner up, I guess, for Marissa, Marissa. and it went to Misha Barton. And, you know, I honestly, okay, I, I can't confirm that they wrote in the role of Alex specifically for Olivia Wilde, but like but if they, they wrote it, Olivia, they like kind of yeah. cast her right away. At least right. like they had known her and they mm-hmm. really, really liked her. And I think they had mentioned that it went to Misha because Misha kind of had this like ingenue mm. energy, like, and Olivia Wilde like was a little bit more like feisty and, you right. know, like a little bit more came off a little bit more. I don't know, not independent, not self-reliant, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. kind of like, take charge take no prisoners like kind of energy and like me and marissa's character in the beginning too was kind of a little bit more like we go where the wind goes kind of situation and so but that's again me paraphrasing from like old interviews that i read but i think that's interesting fun yeah um oh and then these other two fun facts are great i love that these are both taylor kitsch fun facts so shout out to taylor i might know them (laughs) one is that in his audition tape Mm -hmm. he Opened his audition tape by picking up a tall boy and chugging it <laughs> and then putting it down and then cracking open another one oh and then was like, hi, I'm Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Kish rolling, reading oh, for the role of Tim Riggins. Like what a way to steal the deal. Oh. And then the other one that I love is he was the one that came up with the nickname six. Oh, I saw for that. Jason mm-hmm. Street, which is mm-hmm. so cute. He just said it one day in a, in an episode and it stuck. Um, I also just read in my research that him and Minka Kelly were also romantically linked. Unclear. That for how couple long. they were very secretive about it. Would yeah. burn down the world with their Yeah, eyes. I know. It's like that's too much. They were almost I too much for me to imagine that, that was It makes moment. watching them like, oh my god, even harder. <laughs> More difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to think about like uh, I mean it's really hard to not link Right, I know. When there's good chemistry, like, Mm -hmm. people just automatically assume there's something there. But that's one of the things I love about Nina Dobrev and Paul Wesley is, like, they actually had such great chemistry in the beginning episodes, but they, like, hated Hated each each other other. in their life. Now they're, like, really close. And, of course, that didn't last very long. Right. They, like, had kind of, like, you know, frenemy enemy uh, Mm -hmm. energy on set. And I just think that's really funny how, like... And even, like, what Misha Barrow was saying in the interview, like, when she and Ryan were kind of getting together in some of the episodes. Like maybe she and Ben were like on the outs and 
that tension read as chemistry on yeah. screen. And so it's mm. like kind of, yeah, it's it's kind of hard not to link them when they're Ugh. so okay. good next to each other. Anyway, we love trivia. Yes, we I do. Guess also, we guess hope you very excited enjoyed this. Um, we're sure most likely we'll have a repeat of, of this at some point in the future. Um, send yeah, in. Yeah, it could be fun to do like a community-based trivia where Ooh. we they send in all mm-hmm. their questions. We swear on our lives not to yeah. look at the answers, and then we try to do their mm-hmm. throw mm-hmm. like throw us the hardest ones you've got. That could yeah. be fun. Okay. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, as always, you can follow us on Shows Over Bros Pod on Instagram and TikTok, or email us at showsoverbrospod at gmail.com for any inquiries, questions, any things you have. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, we will see you next week for another all new episode. But this was super fun. Uh, wait. Thanks for playing along with us. See you, see you next, next week. week. Bye. Bye.